Hello out there, and welcome to the Friends Like Films podcast. I'm Britt. And I'm Greg. And happy 2023. It's our first episode of the new year. Yeah, and it's been a little while. We Our last episode was beginning of December, something yeah, like was, that. Yeah, it was definitely before Christmas. Um, holiday craziness yeah, so, happens, you know. Yeah, holidays are nuts. Yeah. <laughs> How were your holidays? Um, how were your holidays? Yeah, they were good. How were yours? <laughs> <laughs> they were good. They were pretty low-key. Um, just my parents came over. It was Eleanor's first Christmas. She's not going to remember any of it. Um, but it was nice. It was really chill. Um, same with New Year's. Uh, one of my best friends came over. And we just we just hung out and watched the really unhinged um, Rockin' New Year's Eve broadcast. That's just... Who's the host now? Is that still Seacrest? It's still Seacrest, and it's still so awful. And then we it's switched chaotic, over. To, yeah. yeah, and then we switched over to Miley and Dolly Parton's, which was more fun. Um, yeah, but, I feel like the other good one, or the one that I always see clips of the next day, is because I don't really watch any of the coverage. Is um, Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper? Yeah, who just get wasted basically. <laughs> but I heard they weren't allowed to drink on air this year. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if that held up. Yeah, I don't know. When Anderson Cooper starts doing his high-pitched laugh, I'm pretty sure he's been he's on something. Maybe he's not <laughs> drinking, but he's on something. I saw a clip of them interviewing Snoop that was um, mm. that was pretty good or funny, I should say. Yeah, you were. Uh, what did you do for New Year's? Well, I know, but you can tell the listeners yeah. what you did. Well, as I do every year, <laughs> I was not at last fish. year. Not last year. That's true. Not last yeah. year because they didn't have one last year. But if they had one, I would have been there um, at Fish at MSG, which was great. It was their kind of fortieth anniversary. So nineteen eighty three is when the band formed. So this would be forty years, and oh, they did damn. like kind of like a recap of all the crazy things they've done for New Year's. So it was like a little bit of like every New Year's thing that they ever did. When you say a recap, they like infuse it into the show, or was there like a, a video? Yeah, so they had like oh, okay. they played they played like little bits of all the songs, and they also had like people in costume, like kind of acting out and like doing parts of all the dances and the gags throughout the years. And That's they had like really a marching fun. band and a choir, and yeah, it was a whole whole thing. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, so it was cool, a lot of fun, yeah. and had a nice steak dinner before. Mm, where? Where'd yeah. you go? Uh, there's a steakhouse like right attached to Madison Square Garden, which I always thought was probably not that good, but it actually right. was good. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, I love good. a good steak dinner. Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was it. That was New Year's. <laughs> that was New Year's. And then right yeah. right before New Year's, keeping on the, the, the fish talk, Trey made an appearance. Our world kind of collided. Jack Antonoff yeah. did a charity concert. Um, Jack Antonoff being the lead singer of Bleachers, and listeners will probably know him as the producer of the moment, working with like Taylor Swift and Lana Del Rey, and recently the 1975. And um, Trey showed up at his little charity uh, thing he did yeah, for, it was a... I believe it's for LGBTQ, but don't quote me on that, guys. I think it is. Are you looking it up, Greg? No. No. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm sure it was a good cause. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our world's kind of um, collided there. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Trey's been popping up a lot of places lately. 
<laughs> getting his getting his name out there. Yeah, he's like you know the man about town. Ally Coalition. Yeah. Sorry, I wanted to shout out um, Jack Antonoff and his sister. Rachel founded it. Um, so it's um, they use their connections in the music industry to partner with artists committed to utilizing their platform to evoke change pertaining to systemic inequalities facing at-risk populations. Um, if you want to learn more, theallycoalition.org. You can look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like a good cause. Um, I didn't expect anything less. I would assume that they'd pick a good cause. I would hope. <laughs> I know, but I didn't want people to be like, "Oh, it's like climate change," or it's like. What's the like animals. joke that people would say when when like they want you to just give them money and they're like, "Donate to the something fund," right? Like, isn't it like there's like a joke that like when you're a kid you used to say it or something? You know what uh, I'm talking about? It was like whatever I, the fund. No, I don't. This is like a New York thing. I don't, I don't know. No, no. It was like when you're a kid, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's like a donation to the something," and it was like basically like the like the Greg Fund or whatever. And it's like, "Oh okay, yeah, I'll give him." It's no. like basically you're just giving me cash. No, like, I you wouldn't. I mean, it was a joke. Like people would no, pick I up on that. it right away. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I ever did that. Yeah, it's like a saying. I'll find it another time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So the holidays are over. That means we're getting into like full swing of award season and we had two of the the bigger ones this week uh the golden globes and the critics choice awards i think the golden yeah. globes holds a little bit more weight but um i was happy to see that everything everywhere all at once um got some recognition at least in the acting categories um michelle yao won for um best performance by an actress in a musical or comedy um, and he won for supporting actor in a musical or comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms um, of yeah, his his acceptance speech was great. Um, yeah, he's like uh, he really just feels like I mean like it's it is his story. It's it's actually what happened, right? Like he was a child actor. He was literally out of the business for a long time, and so now he well he wasn't. Are you going to correct me? I mean, yeah, he was I, basically I, out of business. <laughs> so, I, no, I I thought he was out, but he did, like, behind-the-scenes work and some, like, stunt coordinator work. Like, he worked on the first X-Men movie oh, as, like, cool. uncredited stunt coordinator guy. But for the most part, he was he was not acting by any means. So he was he was pretty out. Yeah, but, like, he gives the vibe of, like, like a guy off the street, you know what I mean? Like he was great and everything everywhere all at once. Um, and he, he and Michelle Yao are going to are be in something else now together. They're doing like a TV show where they're the stars about oh, Chinese immigrants or something like that. But um, yeah, like it just, uh, I don't know. He's just like a very wholesome guy. He's like fun to listen. It's fun to listen to hear him, you know, to listen to him talk. Uh, yeah. Same with Brendan Fraser. Cause Brendan Fraser is like so grateful just to be like, just to be there. <laughs> I know. Um, he Brendan ahead. did not win at the Globes, but he won at the Critics' Choice Awards. Um, and his speech at the Critics' Choice Awards was very touching. Yeah, yeah. he's being very classy about it too, because he could definitely be bitter. <laughs> like, oh. like Hollywood screwed him over, <laughs> uh, like yeah. majorly. Um, I mean, and... he did not go to the Golden Globes for obvious reasons. Yeah, I mean, well, the Golden Globes, like, I thought they got, like, weren't they canceled and now they're back? Like, do we still, do we care about the Golden Globes? I mean, we care because, like, they're awards and they're still giving them out, I guess. But, like, right. 
I thought yeah. like there was like we didn't care about it or you know the Golden Globes. We're not supposed to like really revere them anymore. <laughs> no, because their organization was come just like so white. Like they didn't have like a person right. of color till like last year or like something. Ridiculous. Right, and they also weren't. They were like overwhelmingly giving awards to white people too, right? And not. Yeah. 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 Well. Cool. So let's talk about the Golden Globes then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to quickly go down the big winner list. A movie that we both watched recently took home the best picture drama, which was The Fablemans. Yeah. By Steven Spielberg. Um, I posted on our Instagram account after I watched it. I, di- I did like it, um, but I thought I was going to like it more than I did. Um. But I just want to start um, by saying that I, I did enjoy watching it. I liked it. You can, I mean, I don't know if it was my favorite movie of the year, but I liked it a lot. And I, mm-hmm. I think the thing that the thing that maybe took away from it for me is that Michelle Williams' character, the mom, like just really pissed me off. Like I just mm. like the character came off really unlikable to me. You're not like, the first like person was, to that I've heard feel that way about her character. Um, yeah, I don't know. Something, something about her yeah. bothered me. I mean, obviously she had, the character has issues. Like, like I get that, <laughs> but like I don't know, something just didn't, I don't know. Like it You don't know me. what it was? Yeah. It was like some of the, like, and look, I don't want to like, I don't want to like brush over anyone's mental illness, but like, it seemed like some of her problems could have very easily been fixed by just like making a simple decision to not do something that was like very destructive. No spoilers. I'm guessing we're not yeah. talking spoilers here. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, that's... Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, it's hard to talk about it without giving spoilers. Um, I mean, do we care about spoilers? It's been out for a little while. We can give a spoiler warning. It's not our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. warning. Um, so, yeah. She's not... I, I, I don't... She's not really having an affair, but she's in love with the best friend, with her with her husband's best friend. Yes. And Unclear if they've done anything unsavory and, like, actually cheated. Well, she ends up leaving them to go back to him. So, eventually, Correct. yes, they get together. Yes. But it just felt like either, like, they, they stopped the charade. Like, everyone knows what's happening here. Even the husband knows what's happening. So, either go for it or, or leave it alone. Like, stop with this one foot in both worlds here. Right. And then, and then like, making everybody else miserable because she's like, oh, they moved away from Benny. And, like, oh, now I can't live without him. And then they did it twice. And she's like, oh, I'm so miserable. Like, you know what? Get over it. <laughs> like, just get, like, get over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> get over it, Sammy's mom. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, um, I loved uh, the actor's name, Gabriel LaBelle, who played young Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was great. I should say teenage Steven Spielberg, not kid kid. Um, he's right. awesome. I thought Paul Dano did a great job playing his dad. Yeah, he see, he seemed young to me to be in the role, yeah, but like yeah, it, wor- it worked. Yeah, agreed. Um, <laughs> he's not that young anymore, though. He just got a he's got a young looking face. I think. How old is Paul now? Oh my god, he's thirty eight. Okay, I was gonna put him. I was gonna put him in lower forties, so he's actually younger than I thought. Dude, I thought he was like 31. No way. I knew he was older than us. I had no idea. Wow, Paul, you look great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I liked the Fablemans. I didn't know about his parents' divorce and like the affair and the falling out. So I didn't really 
know that the movie was going to focus so much on that. The trailers, to me, made it really feel like this is going to be about Steven Spielberg's upbringing, but mostly focused on, like, his love of movies. Um, So the family turmoil stuff um, caught me by surprise, I guess. Um, Yeah, I mean, I knew that that was going to be an element of it, but I I didn't expect it to be so central. I expected it to be more about him in movies. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, it's Spielberg. Like, he did an amazing job. It, I really liked watching it. Yeah, I mean, I loved the like this the the stuff that I liked the most was him like make was the make movie Me making too. part of it like like when he recreates the train crash scene like mm-hmm. and you can see him like looking like before this is before he ever has a camera right so you can see him like lining his eyes up on the table like where a camera would be and like getting the right angle so he can like yes. watch the train crash at the, at. Like, he's crashing model trains, and so he can crash them, like, at the angle that he wants to crash them. And then eventually his mom gives him a camera, but, um, like, I just thought that was cool that he's, like, he was, like, already kind of in that mode before he even touched a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, him and his sisters, the montage of him and his sisters making yes. the movies was, like, I, I just love that. And so it was good. Yeah. Um, the, the little tricks of poking holes in the film to replicate gunshots in the Western he made. Yeah. Like stuff like that. That was really cool. Um, so yeah, loved the Fame Elvins. It took home the Globe, everything everywhere all at once. Didn't take um Best Picture at the Globes for a musical or a comedy. That went to the Banshees of Inna Sharon, which I've seen. You haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I will eventually. Will. I love I love Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleason, especially together. Yep. Um so yeah. I gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about it when you do. Um, the acting categories at the Globes: Kate Blanchett took it for Tar, which I I haven't seen Empire of Light, I haven't seen The Woman King, but she was great in Tar. Um, yeah, I like The Woman King. I did see The Woman King. Um, yeah. I don't. I mean, I guess though it would be Viola Davis who would be nominated for lead, and like yes. She, I, I didn't think she was the best performance in that movie. I think it was, um, oh God, I'm going to blank on her name. She's in James Bond and she was in Matilda, the new one on Netflix. Um, oh. What's her name? Come back to us. Um, best actor lead for drama went to Austin Butler for Elvis. Um, I got 25 minutes into Elvis and I couldn't finish it. Um, but I have a feeling I'm going to have to because it's definitely going to get an Oscar nomination. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording. I thought that he was good. I mean, I think he nailed the Elvis look and the voice. Well, mm-hmm. the voice maybe I thought he didn't sound exactly like him, but it's hard to sound exactly like Elvis. Um, although a lot of people make a living being Elvis impersonators and sounding exactly like him, so that's true. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, he definitely had the look for sure. Um, and so I thought he was good, but the movie. We are, I think we talked about this uh, yeah. in our last episode. The movie was just okay for me. Um, it was Lashana Lynch is who I was thinking of. Okay. Uh, from The Woman King. Got it. Oh, yeah. I know who she is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She was in the most recent James Bond. She's in the Matilda musical. She was in okay. quite a few things. She's a rising star. Awesome. Um, for Best Actress for Musical or Comedy, Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Clap, clap. She was amazing mm-hmm. in that movie. Um, yeah, I mean, she's always great. And, like, it's overdue, the recognition that she's getting now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was very happy to see this, that Colin Farrell got uh, Best Actor for Musical or Comedy for Banshees. Um, and then Supporting... I, I haven't seen Black Panther Wakanda forever. Angela Bassett won. Um, she was good. She was good. Definitely a tortured yeah. mother. Like, it's she has a rough time in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously the movie opens and Chadwick Boseman's character, T'Challa, is already dead. Yeah. Um, so she it starts off with them grieving. That's spoiler yeah. alert. But, you know, that's not really a big spoiler. Come on. But, um, yeah. 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 Without getting into it, she has a rough time in that movie. <laughs> I I really wanted Carrie Condon for the Banshees Vanna Sharon to win. She was great. Um but Angela Bass is awesome too, so who can be mad mm-hmm. about that? And last but not least, uh best performance by an actor in supporting role. Uh we already kind of talked about this, but key for everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, and he was yeah. great. Um yeah, he was phenomenal. I, I mean, I loved him in that role. It was great. Um, and I was saying that he and Michelle Yeoh are doing a uh, or Yo is are doing a show. I think it's for Netflix. I don't know the name of the show, but it's basically about it's like a generational drama about Chinese a Chinese immigrant family. And so, like, they're the the matriarch and patriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. I think they're the grandparents, and then there's like the generation below them and the grandchildren. And it's like a drama about like all their different experiences being immigrants and descended from immigrants specifically chinese oh wow um, that so. is that is that just in development i imagine uh i think it might be filming already okay cool yeah certainly it's not out yet i know that yeah the critics choice awards pretty much mirrored the globes in terms of winners of the big categories um the critics choice award compiles all the movies they don't split them into categories like the globes does so Everything Everywhere All at Once won Best Picture for Critics' Choice. And Brendan Fraser took Best Actor from Austin Butler at the Critics' Choice Awards. Yeah, I have not seen The Whale yet. But, I mean, that's like right at the top of my list as soon as I'm able to. Because everyone's talking about his performance. And he's just another guy that, like, you know... You want to support him. like Yeah, he's just like a great dude. (laughs) Every interview he does, he's just like a very humble, sweet guy. (laughs) Yeah, we grew up with watching a lot of his stuff. I loved George of the Jungle. That was like one of my favorite movies as a kid. Well, I loved uh, it too. Yeah, the Mummy movies and like a whole bunch of stuff that he's in. Yeah, Blast from the Past and... Encino Man. Encino Man. Um, (laughs) What was the... Bedazzled, right? Bedazzled, yeah, with... um, with uh well what's her name Hurley? uh yeah elizabeth hurley yeah yeah she was on top of the world at that point she was also in austin powers one right around that time oh yeah have you seen the actors roundtable for this year yet yeah with it's brendan yeah. frazier uh ki uh ki kwan right Kwan-Hui. and yep. then uh colin farrell austin butler adam sandler Adam Sandler, yeah, uh, and then two other guys, two young guys that I can't remember who they are, but oh, yeah, anyway. I'm blinking too. Yeah, but yeah, a Broadway guy. He was a Broadway guy, and then he was yes. in, um, I don't know, whatever. I'm gonna young look guys. it up. Um, Jeremy Pope. Mm-hmm. That's the only person we missed. Yeah. Austin, Colin, Brendan, Jeremy Pope, Key, Adam Sandler. That's it. Okay. Nice. Yep. 
yeah, it was good, listeners. Um, if you haven't, you can find it on YouTube. Um, I love when they do the I, I like, actors yeah, roundtable. Yeah, I like those, but I feel like it's always men. Like, I, there's not really too many women's there's, tables. Yes, there is. They do an actors and really? actresses one every year. Greg? Maybe maybe YouTube just never recommends me the women one. Something. The hell, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, the algorithm is misogynist. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have to check out the women one. Is it like mm-hmm. Viola Davis and all the big names from this year? Um. Yes. Okay. There's there's another series though that does actors table that is like more frequent. It's not just one a year, right? It's actors on actors. Right. Which right, is like right, the right, sit down. Right. Yeah. So this year for women, it's Jennifer Lawrence, um, Emma Corrin, Danielle Deadweiler, Claire Foy, Michelle Yeoh. What was Jennifer Lawrence in this year? Michelle Williams. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was in an Apple TV Plus film called Causeway. I believe she's a war veteran learning to adapt to civilian life. Okay. Yeah. So you can check out the actress one, too, on YouTube. Um, what else we've been watching? We both watched Puss in Boots, actually. Yeah, which was uh, a delightful surprise. It was. Well, I kind of knew going into it that it had good reviews. Like people were like, I, I, I was gonna watch it anyway because I just always I like I like cartoons. But uh, I had read, I think I saw on social media a couple places that they were like, oh wow, this is like actually really good. It was way better than Puss in Boots one, which was trash. Um, see it. Yeah, it wasn't worth seeing. Um, yeah, it was good. That's good. The, the basic story is that he cats have nine lives, and he's down to his last life. So he wants to find this wishing star to wish himself back to full nine lives. But then he makes friends along the way and realizes that one life is enough to live, basically. Pretty much. Um, and Selma Hayek's character is, is from Puss in Boots 1. The other cat. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like really the only carryover from Puss in Boots 1. It's uh, Florence Pugh's highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I mean, it's like 96, 97. Right? It's like a high... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's up there. It was really good. Any, uh, if there's any of what we do in the shadows, people listening, um, Harvey Gillen is one of the voices of one of the main characters. And he is... Um, from what we do in the shadows he is nandor's guillermo. sorry guillermo yeah Nor- nandor's uh, uh familiar <laughs> yeah <laughs> so good one day one day they'll turn him into a vampire <laughs> i know i know um i don't know about you i've just been like on a movie like marathon the past month um i've been doing tv shows too so it hasn't been all movies but so i watched kaleidoscope uh which just came out on netflix which was the it's like a heist show starring um giancarlo esposito Um, i haven't i don't know if i've heard of this so this is the one that you can watch in any order and it's like you get like a slightly different Mm -hmm. vibe depending on like there so that's a little bit that's that was the how they build it that was like all the promotional material was watch it in any order get a different story every time but it's not really true that you can watch it in any order like netflix netflix randomizes it so 
to a degree. So like everybody watches it a little bit different, but like the last three episodes are always the last three. Okay. And they're all named col- they're all named colors. So like red, pink, white are the last three always. Okay. Um, but like the first four or five are like random order. You get them, so you get like different parts of the backstory and like intros kind of in a different order, and like that can change. I guess it changes like how people feel about certain characters That's when they like cool. get their back, like when they get their backstory first, and then they mm-hmm. then they see what they do, or like versus seeing what they're doing in the present, and then you find out their motivation for it later. Like it changes the, I guess I don't know. So it's a cool concept. Yeah, it was cool, and Giancarlo Esposito was good, and a couple of the other people were good. It was mostly mostly unknown people in there with him, but um, or people that I didn't know at least, um, except um. Rufus Sewell, I knew. He was the, the bad guy from A Knight's Tale. <laughs> Keeps showing up in all these movies. Oh, he's in okay. The Holiday. He's in a lot of movies we've talked about. Oh, my about. God. Yes, that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bad guy from A Knight's Tale. He's in The Holiday. He's, he's in a, a dick couple in of The other... Holiday, too. He's always a dick. He's the bad guy in this thing, too. <laughs> That's so funny. He just, has a, he just has that face, you know? Yeah. One day he'll play a good guy. I feel it. I feel it. He'll get it. He'll get the, the chance. <laughs> he probably has played a good guy, and we just don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, something else on Netflix that I uh, I watched was Emily the Criminal, with uh. Oh, uh, somebody was telling me that was good. Was it me? Uh, maybe it was. I, I did see you Instagram, in December. So. Uh, I think that, my mom said it was good. Yeah, it's the one with Aubrey Plaza, and yeah, yeah. she gets into like some crime business to you know she has a shit ton of student loans and she like, didn't she get nominated for something she was at the award show i saw her doing like a red carpet and well uh, i mean uh, the white lotus was nominated oh right maybe that's why she was there yeah right which right, right. you have watched or you haven't watched i you have haven't. not no and it's good wasn't there another one that was like pretty similar Yes, um, and I I always forget the name. I think you can watch it on Hulu. It's not yeah. as good. It's not as good. Cool. I haven't watched either one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Emily the Criminal is super good. I think it's like a tight like ninety minutes. So. All right, that's cool. I'll check it out. It's I've been Netflix, watching yeah. the uh, I've been watching the National Treasure show on Disney Plus. Oh, how's that? It's, it's just okay. It's about what we expected. Oh, God. At this point, like, I, I'm in it just as, because I know they're going to find the treasure at the end of the season. I was like, right, I want to see, see the treasure. But, like, the get, getting there is not that enjoyable. Oh, God. I don't know why you it's, put yourself through this. It's a little bit like, um, you know that show OBX? Yes, which you liked. I uh, I watched the first season. It was okay. Okay. But, like, basically, it's a teen drama with a right. treasure hunt story. And, like, that's both of those shows. But, like, this one at least has, like, the national treasure backing. So, like, um, like Harvey Keitel's in it for, like, a second in the beginning. Like, his FBI agent character from the movies. And then okay. the – not Nick not Nick Cage, but, like, his, like, right-hand man. I forget the actor's name. He's he's Doug from The, from the Hangover. But he's uh, – Riley, Riley Poole is the character. Okay. Uh, and he's in it. He's in it also for one episode. Um. That's what it is. <laughs> only you. You're the only person. Yeah. I oh, know and Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine, Catherine Zeta Jones is the is like the bad guy. Oh, okay. All right, that's a big name. Yeah. Big so name. it's like a group of a group of like teenagers or like high school seniors. 
against Catherine Zeta Jones. Against trying the to world. find this, trying to beat, trying to beat Catherine Zeta Jones and her goons. To and a what treasure. kind of treasure is it? Is it literally like a treasure chest of like gold coins? They well, it's unclear, but like it's okay. like it's a, a treasure that is like a combination of like all the like um, native like American civilizations, like Mayan, Aztec, like mostly like uh, Central and South America. Like so, oh, Aztec, so just Mayan, stealing, Inca, like taking the right, basically from it was like a Indian it was like tribes. a treasure. Yeah, basically. So it was nice. like a treasure that was hidden by the by the native people for, to like protect it from the Spanish. That's the uh-huh. story okay. from the Spanish like conquistadors, and so they hid it, and then they left clues to find it later because and the Spanish obviously never found it, so it's out there. So now these spoiled white kids can find it instead. Yeah, the thing that's not working is that, you know, like, in well, obviously, besides the fact that none of it makes sense, but uh, it's, like, in the National Treasure movies, they had these, like, moments where it was like, oh, my God, like, Ben Franklin was in on this conspiracy, and, like, oh, look, it was, like, the Ben Franklin glasses, and, like, they had, like, uh, oh, it's, like, the clue in the president's desk and, like, in the president's book, like, Mm -hmm. it's on the back of the Declaration of Independence. So, like, but the the connections that they're making in this one are, like, so out there. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, uh, it's like, oh, Elvis, like, Elvis, like, no. recorded, recorded a clue on, like, one of his fake gold albums. And, like, he was, like, secretly a Native American. Like, he had, like, this. No, they don't. He was, Is that real? Yeah. Well, yes. But he actually was, like, a, some percentage Native American. But, like, in real life. But, like, the connection to Elvis, like, came in really randomly. <laughs> Oh and, and like and then like i don't know it's just like the the threads that they're pulling are very loose you know what i mean oh <laughs> they're like God, they're like jumping from it. clue to clue they're jumping from clue to clue but like the steps that they are the logic they're using to get there is like uh like i don't know if any i don't know if i would have figured that out so i don't know if anybody would have figured that out like <laughs> she's like you know uh when they're like making fun of it and like uh and they're like uh oh man what, what is it i think it was an snl sketch where they're like making fun of a detective and he's like uh oh blue uh like blue the sky is blue so uh so it must start with s and they're like yeah. wait what <laughs> yeah 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 how'd you get from there to there yeah yeah <laughs> oh god it sounds awful yeah like like yeah the, so the sky is blue and sky has three letters like what what, what could three mean it's right. like wait a minute you already made like five jumps <laughs> yeah like, and none of it made sense you're never gonna find this treasure dude oh well, but man they are. What if it ends and they don't find it? And then you have to well, watch season two. I, I don't know if I'll make season two. <laughs> I didn't I didn't make it through season two of Outer Banks either, so Um I went to see a few hours ago that new movie Megan about the Oh, yeah, people are saying that's good. Yeah. It was fun. It was it's insane. Um it's about a a really smart AI robot doll, but it's um it was good. It, the concept and and not how obviously not having seen the movie i've only yeah. seen the trailer it reminds me of and you i don't know if you've seen this but like there was an early episode of rick and morty where the daughter is in the car she's like locked in the car and rick goes away and he gives orders to the car and he's like protect summer yes like, like you keep summer safe and then like like a parking meter comes up to like try and give her a ticket and the car kills the parking meter <laughs> and yeah. like it ends it get it gets like it just like escalates more like progressively throughout the episode where yes. the car is like the car is like basically <laughs> waging war to keep summer safe yes and yeah so i like i like the only thing i know about the movie is that basically that's how, that's what happens this yeah. like ai bot goes nuts definitely yep and i love how it it pokes fun at how just like insane like tech ceos are 
you get a little bit of that yeah. in there too. And um, did Allison, you watch? Um, there was two movies. There was Mitchell's versus the Machines, yeah, which was good, it. and yeah. like same thing, a tech CEO that goes nuts. And then there was another one about a robot that was like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? It had like it was like a little round, like egg shaped robot, and it was like uh, every kid had one. Oh, it came out like right around the same time too. Yeah. No, it was pretty good. I remember that one being good too. Okay. But anyway, it's a couple of similar vibe movies that came out. Yeah, recently. like about how the dangers of AI and how it could go wrong, and and um, yeah, Alison Williams was good in it. Um, she's becoming slowly becoming our little horror movie queen. Mm. Get Out, and now this, and um, so yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, I. My dad, surprisingly, who is not normally into horror movies, was like, oh, that movie Megan. Like, I really want to see that. I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> go go for it. <laughs> I will say, like, if, if you're somebody that you're like, oh, horror movies, like, I'm squeamish. I don't really like gore. Like, this is one you can go see because there really isn't a lot of blood at yeah. all. I like horror. I, I like horror movies, but I like I don't like uh, we've talked about this before. Yeah. But like, I, I, I find them to be very, like, predictable. I don't like mm-hmm. uh, like. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, suspense? Not really. Like I don't like a, the traditional uh, slasher. Yeah, like I just don't like jump scares. You know what I mean? Like where it's yeah, like yeah, cheap yeah. scares. You know, I like I like something yeah. with a twist. Like Saw, I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you yeah, know, I need like I need some plot. I don't. A I don't want just like, like a random substance behind. The... Yeah, I just don't want to. I don't want a group of teenagers being picked off. You know, like yes. I mean, there's a time and place, but like that's just like a cheap movie to me. It's been no. done. I get it. Um, the, one of the last movies that I want to talk about, um, that I watched was After Sun, um, with, uh, God, I'm blanking on his name. I'm so sorry. Paul Mescal. Thank you. He was in Normal People. Listeners, if you watch mm-hmm. Normal People. Um, yeah, After Sun. It's the director's, um, feature film director directorial debut um it's about a father-daughter relationship um in the early 2000s um i just thought paul was incredible in it um and the way they focus on you know father-daughter but any parent relationship and getting to know your parents as your kid and then as you get older you see them looking back completely differently um one of my favorite movies of 2022, I think, After Sun. Oh, okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, what were you? Another one like... that I want to. Yeah, another that... one I want to see that I haven't seen is The Menu. Same. I want. It's on HBO now. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that too. Overall, I thought. Ta- Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I feel like 2022 is a weird year for movies. It kind of was. There was. Um... I'm trying to think of like what were my big like right. big movies of the year. I don't really know. I have to th- I have to think about it. Right. Yeah. It was like I feel like it was a light lighter year for Marvel, sort of. I mean, they had two movies. There's Doctor Strange and Black Panther. That's it. I think it was it. Yeah. Don't they only normally have two? <laughs> well, maybe it's because they have a lot of TV shows now, so it makes it feel like there's a ton of yeah. stuff. Weird year. Yeah. Uh, the other movie I watched recently was Devotion, which was um, 
Korean War movie, Jonathan Majors and Top Gun guy, Glenn Powell. Yep. Um, pretty good. I liked it. Good war movie if you like war movies. Um, not an all-time classic, but good. <laughs> Is it based on a true story? I, I mean, obviously, yeah. three, the two guys. Well, at least I think so, yeah. Cool. All right, I'm going back to the films that the MCU released in 2022. You forgot Thor, Love, and Thunder. Oh, yeah. Well, wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Which I actually, you know, a lot of people didn't like it, but I... I thought it was fine. Uh, yeah, my, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for those movies, though. Like, I say this every time, but, like, it's hard for me to not enjoy a superhero movie. Like, yeah. I don't need the plot. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm repeating myself. I say this all the time. But, like, I don't need it to be, like, I don't know. What's a well-written movie? The Godfather. Like, you know I mean? like I don't need the plot to be that level. Like, I just want to see Thor beat stuff up. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. A couple yeah. times. A couple times. Um, yes, we're easing back in. You know, it's the new year. We're now nice, shorter episode. Just what we've been watching lately and checking in. Um, is there anything else you want to... No, I've been meaning to get to the theater to get to watch Avatar also. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's the kind that I would really like to see in a theater. That's like, fair. I want to see that. I want to see that in IMAX. Yeah. Um, and it's going to make a billion dollars like pretty soon. It's like within a couple of weeks or that might've already happened. It might've already passed a billion, but like it's, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to see it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, from what I've read, it's not as good as the first one, but still pretty good and like visually very impressive. So yes, I'll check it out. Yeah. I don't, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I still haven't seen the first one. So it's Pocahontas. I, I heard it's Pocahontas. I heard it's Fern Gully. Like I've heard all the things. Well, all those movies are the same. <laughs> Dances with Wolves. Like they're all the same. Um, yeah. So we're we're getting into the the lull of the new movie season. I feel like the January yeah because March. it's yeah yeah it's like if you release a movie now it gets overshadowed by awards and then by the time the next award season comes out it's kind of forgotten about so. Is not one you want to release, um, but Ant Man Quantumania is coming soon, mm-hmm. relatively, and I am very excited for that one because that's like Kang. We were introduced to Kang, who's like the new big bad guy, he's the new Thanos sort of um, in Loki season one, uh, but now he's going to be the bad guy in Ant Man, so it'll be his like big screen debut mm-hmm. and really kind of setting him up to be the next big villain for Marvel. So, so we think um, we know. <laughs> oh, oh we know okay i think we know i mean it's like pretty much like the details that we know of like their future confirmed projects it's like he's gonna be there yeah cool um so listeners this is our 48th episode i can't believe it we've been doing this for over two years now yeah i've never stuck with anything this long <laughs> <laughs> well it's like we pretty much were talking about movies every once in a while anyway and now we just record when we talk you know so we didn't really have to change much about what we were doing um but no we actually put a lot of effort in listeners don't worry yeah <laughs> and i hope you hang with us this this new year 2023 um i'm yeah, sure we'll we throw will, in uh... like you know we'll spotlight a movie 
Like yeah, we'll get movie. back to the to the format at some point. Um, yeah. But honestly, I think I think the chit chats are uh, more highly rated anyway. <laughs> I think so too. I don't know. I don't know how many ratings we've gotten, but I feel like I feel like they're generally more well, well more well received. Yeah, I think so too. So thanks for listening. It's everybody. just our our natural our natural personalities. People just are really just into really it. shine. <laughs> shine through. Um, if you want to see more of our shining personalities, you can follow us on Instagram at Friends or Like Twitter. Films. Tw- Twitter, I've been a little, I've been lacking on the Twitter. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we exist um, on there as well. Maybe I'll make a post one of these days, dude. You got the not passwords? Really, yeah. Just I know. I'm not really much of a poster on any of my social media accounts. But you send me memes. Multiple times a day. Oh, I I read social media all the time. <laughs> probably too much. I probably should. I should probably be on those social media apps a little less. But yeah, I don't post. If yeah. I had the memes, if I was making the memes, I'd post them. But I just find them and send them. Me too. Just too. doing God's work, sharing the memes. Yeah, it's how we communicate with each other. Yeah, memes. Yeah. That's how you. Yeah. Anyway, listeners, <laughs> if you so haven't heard much. from your friends in a while, if you haven't heard from your friends in a while and you're worried about them, send a meme. Send a meme. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you as always for listening and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.